0: This is Bob Ross. (laughs) Little (laughs) little tree here. Swish, swish. I got your little tree right here. (laughs) Whoa! Put that back in your pants.
1: Episode eighty-eight of Comical Podcast. I'm your host Justin Corbett, all by myself again.
0: Hey fucker, I'm here. <laughs> what the hell, man? All right,
1: I'm not all alone. Miguel came back.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know you changed the locks on the door, but I still got in.
1: <laughs> That's no. right. Unfortunately, he wasn't here last week. I know a lot of people missed him. Oh, I thought you were going to say, "Unfortunately, he's back." No, <laughs> uh, we had the guys from Pete's basement filling in.
0: Yeah, you guys were pretty damn funny.
1: Uh, I thought it was a good show. You know, they had they brought a lot to the table. You know, we discussed a lot of comics that we don't normally talk about on the show, and then. Uh, yeah, I went on their show and we did a little bit more of it, so it was a lot of fun. Yeah,
0: yeah I listened and uh, I, I cracked up and then I watched and I was like laughing and I damn it must be hot in that basement. Poor guy was like wiping himself off constantly. <laughs> like Jesus, yeah, it's a little cooler in my office. <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> what is it? Fifty eight in here? No, it's not quite that cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice and cool in my house. <laughs> well, I appreciate the love, man. I'm I'm glad to be back. You know, doing that stuff is stuff like that's tough. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, definitely. But I'm happy you're back, too. And uh, speaking of the Peace Basement guys, we have a really cool giveaway coming up later in the episode. Uh, they're giving away two tickets to New York Comic Con. So stay tuned. Towards the end of the episode, we'll tell you what you need to do to have a chance to win those.
0: And sadly, we're not avail- We're not lucky enough to win those. We can't participate, huh?
1: <laughs> so this will be
0: my last episode, and then I'll be back after I win them.
1: Nice. <laughs> you going to quit the show just so you can try to win the tickets.
0: Exactly. Then i go hang out with Steve in New York.
1: Yeah! <laughs> well, we can always just drive up there or something.
0: That's a long drive.
1: (laughs) Don't I know it. (laughs) Anyhow, let's move on to this week's comics. All righty, man. What were your top two this week?
0: i tell you what, man.
1: Number two for me this week was Hex, number 12, by Mr. Michael Allen Nelson. Hex has been fantastic from the very beginning. This is the last issue of the series, uh, at least for this run of the series. I'll probably do another one. Uh, It's all about Lucifer. She's assumed the position of the harlot. Or mm-hmm. she's called the thief, mm-hmm. and you know she's like this witch who's kind of separated from everybody else. You know she has all the knowledge in the universe, but she can't ever do anything for herself. Kind of like one of the genies in Aladdin, kind of that sort, same sort of thing. Like, <laughs> nice, <laughs> all powerful, all knowing, but she can't do anything to help herself. You're stuck in that position. Itty bitty in space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what you to say. <laughs> so you know she's she's uh, trying to figure out a way to escape from this place she's in, and Cymbeline, who's been her rival this entire time, uh, comes to that place. Basically, kidnaps her friend, the necromancer, threatens to kill her, threatens to ruin her entire life and all of her friends unless, you know, she helps her out. And she tricks Cymbeline into taking her power from her, which basically puts Cymbeline in this position where she can't ever escape. Kind of exactly how the genie did it too far. I mean, it was, it was very similar to Aladdin. There was a lot of parallels, but I thought it was still really well done. Um, I loved Hex. I thought it was a great run can't recommend this highly enough, so when the trades come out, go pick them up. I think you'll really enjoy them.
0: Yeah, I like the fact that she got out and then how she's still able to go back into that one picture. I
1: remember how... uh, Yeah, her her mentor left her a little trinket mm -hmm. towards the end, but I don't really understand why she released it.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe we'll find out later.
1: I'm sure it'll become a plot
0: point in the second run. But I love the way it ended. It actually had a happy ending. Yes. (laughs) So, you know, it was pretty good. Yeah, it was a great book for me. What was your number two?
1: Uh, my number two was actually Magneto number twenty-one from Colin Bunn and Paul Davison. That was in the running for me. Uh,
0: you know, you know my love for Magneto and Colin Bunn are like unbelievably crazy. But you know, this tell them is, about it, man. It was just amazing. That's this, all I can say.
1: It really was amazing. It was a great last issue. Uh, if you don't know, Secret Wars is going on, and all the other stories that are wrapping up. They're on the last days before Secret Wars. Magneto is one of those titles, and. Basically, the two worlds are so close to each other that depending what world you're living on, you can see the other Earth coming towards you. So Magneto's gone to all these crazy lengths to be able to try to destroy the ultimate universe by destroying the ultimate Earth. So he's injected himself full of mutant growth hormone. He's had S.H.I.E.L.D. create these power amplifiers that he's using. He stole all of Polaris' magnetic ability, and he flew up into the atmosphere, and he's trying to use his magnetic powers to basically obliterate the other Earth. And the whole time he's up there trying to struggle to do this, he's having flashbacks and remembering certain moments in time where he was tested where things happened, where he had to make choices, whether he was going to be a good mutant or a bad mutant. And it was very touching actually, because as he's going through, he's remembering Charles Xavier and he's remembering everything that Charles told him. And he's starting to realize that maybe he was wrong this whole time. Maybe everything he did wasn't the right way to handle things. And, and Charles was right. And at the, at the very end, he kind of accepts that about himself, that he really was a bad guy. And then it just kind of ends. freaking dies, man. He well, dies. well, there's a Magneto on Battle World. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. But still, yeah, it was it was kind of emotional. I was like, oh, man,
0: we fade to white.
1: Not fade <laughs> to black. Fade to white. It was a very emotional book. Uh, I thought it was a really kind of touching moment to look back at Magneto's past and see him really contemplate all the things he's he's done and come to terms with him. You know? And then, of course, you have the story going on with Polaris and, and Magneto's uh, helper girl. I can't remember her name. Oh, I don't remember either. Uh, but they're talking about him, too, and you can see things from their perspective and – all in all, I just thought it was a fantastic issue. Uh, this entire run of Magneto has been fantastic as well. So, you know, if you're looking for more Marvel books to read and you like Magneto as a character, um, I can't say enough good things about this. So, definitely pick up the trades if you haven't.
0: Yeah, like I said, I enjoyed it. Great ending, another great ending.
1: So that was my uh, number two. What was your number one for the week?
0: My number one, <laughs> Ha Ha, Heat Man and the Eternal War, number nine by Dan Abnett <laughs> and Pop Mahan.
1: Yeah, that's another one that's just been fantastic since the very beginning. You know, we're both He-Man fans. We love this whole story that's going on with the Attorney War and Hordak taking control of everything. He's taking control of Castle Grayskull. He's taking control of the Eyes of Power. He's taking control of the Sword of Power. He's basically coerced Evil-In into being his mistress. Skeletor's off where nobody knows where he is. He-Man is kind of defeated. His Sword of Power is broken. You know, all the masters of the universe, quote-unquote, are losing this battle against the Horde. And the Horde is kind of spread out all across the multiverse. They're getting ready to appear on Earth and a bunch of other planets and basically take over all reality. I mean, that's what Hordak wants. Now he has control. He's at the center of the universe. Because he has
0: the eyes. Chris Skull's eyes and the crap.
1: Right. But Skeletor has been working his magic behind the scenes. With She-Ra. Manipulating things. Working with She-Ra, which is pretty cool. And then there's one major thing that Hordak just did not see coming at the very end. I didn't see it coming either. I kind of did because... I how else are they going to turn the tide? The only thing they could possibly do was use Evelyn.
0: (laughs) Well, I thought He-Man was going to do something, or you know, somewhere along the lines, or maybe... Well, you saw Triclops doing his thing, so, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, some of the henchmen were doing interesting things, but really, Evelyn, she was the only person that was in a position to actually make change, and it seems like she's going to. So, again, fantastic book. I love the design on Hordak. Now that he has the sort of power, he's all huge and hulking and just, like, more sinister-looking than he normally does, which is hard to believe because he's already, like... Kind of a badass. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't freaking matter. Skeletor and the guys that kicked his ass. I, I don't say they kicked, or, it kicked his ass, but they put up a fight. <laughs> and Evil-In may have uh, stolen some of his power away, which is something. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see what happens next.
0: Yeah, I think Adam's, Adam's going to do something, you know. Going to get that He-Man stuff back. It's going to be on.
1: I mean, he's, he's got to somehow, right? Otherwise, there's no more story.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but I love that book, and I'm glad you pick it up, and since we've been reading it, it's just, like, it's so amazing. It's a really fun book.
1: It is. If you like Masters of the Universe, another one I can't recommend highly enough.
0: What was your number one?
1: Uh, my number one was actually We Can Never Go Home, number four, from Matthew Rosenberg and Patrick Kindlin. Uh, I've been loving this series since the beginning, too. You know, this is a real small press book from Black Mass Studios. Uh, it's about this guy and this girl. The girl has the power to kind of rage out like she... Her eyes start glowing, and she gets super strong, and she can fight people really well. The guy says he has the ability to kill people with thoughts, but he's never actually done that before. All he's done is shoot people with a gun. Anyways, they robbed a bunch of drug dealers. They escape from their hometown, and they're on the run. And they basically get kind of trapped by the FBI. Uh, the FBI is like, hey, we want you to come and work for us. We need people with powers. They manage to elude them and escape. And as they're driving down the road, they end up meeting some people that work for the drug lord, the guy who they stole all the money from, who gives them a bag of money and says, hey, you can come and work for us too. That's another option. They don't want to do either one. They just want to escape and be all by themselves. Yeah. But the drug lord is not really going to let that happen. (laughs) They have a guy who's basically uh, immovable, who gets in front of their car and they crash into it. And the girl with powers goes flying through the windshield and becomes super strong. And the other guy just hits the the steering wheel (laughs) and kind of gets knocked unconscious. And uh, you know, the girl starts fighting, but the people she's fighting against... Also have powers, which this is the first time we've seen other people with abilities show up in this world. I know. Um, it's it's really cool. We still don't even know what the guy can do. We still don't even know if he really has the power he says he has. But it's a really interesting, really unique small press book. So if you like small press stuff, uh, pick this one up too. It's really good. Yeah, I like it. You know, I enjoy it. And I, like I said, I don't think that dude has any powers. He may not. He may just be lying. But um, we don't know yet. That's the whole thing.
0: That girl's gonna kick his ass <laughs> when she finds out. <laughs> It's like, who do you trust? Do you go with the gangster or do you go with the the FBI? I think the FBI is a little shady too.
1: Yeah, the FBI is definitely a little shady, but it's from what I can tell so far in the book, it seems like the, the drug lord guy has a lot more power people working for him. Yeah. So I would definitely go with the side that has more strength, I think. Yeah. especially yeah. if you are the guy and you don't really have any powers. And we typically go for the bad people anyway, so yeah, right. <laughs> you got Dark Soul. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Well, the feds, like you said, they did seem kind of weak and, and kind of shady, but uh, I don't know. There's only one more issue of this series, uh, at least for the first arc. Okay. And if people like it, then I'm sure he'll do a second arc or whatever, but um, he needs to. So. I like it. I really like it. I Hopefully, we can get Matthew Rosenberg on the show. I think
0: he'd be a good guest. Yeah, pretty nice to talk to him about his own. Hey, man, can you write us in? I want to be powerful, too.
1: <laughs> we get our head obliterated. We like a, stork, like a clerk or something. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's our goal, to die in every comic we get put in, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> pretty much.
1: Cool. Well, uh, that does it for our top two. For our pick of the week this week, I think we had the same one. Yes. Uh, this one's actually Hank Johnson, Agent of Hydra, number one by David Mandel and Michael Walsh. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra. <laughs> hey, did you get those tickets, Hail Hydra. <laughs> that was like the funniest thing in the world. Oh, they're sitting there
0: in the line, and they're all like Hail Hydra, and they're having like their side conversation.
1: Yeah. And then they get into that fight. <laughs> uh, it's basically the behind-the-scenes look at what a, a Hydra agent goes through. And you get a little bit of that with Deadpool sometimes when you're looking at Bob, agent of Hydra. And some of the stuff he does in the background. But Bob's kind of a nutcase anyway, so he does weird stuff. I was wondering if Bob was going to show up in this thing. I was kind of hoping he would. You never know. He probably will. Uh, But this was a one-shot, so he won't...
0: Ah, damn
1: it. (laughs) I kind of wish it was an ongoing, too. So Hank is just a family man. He's a regular Joe. He lives in this world where... Hydra and Shield are fighting each other all the time. And like, he's tried working for AIM, but their benefits aren't as good. So he switched and went back to Hydra. Yeah, the- and like, his wife is constantly complaining because he's never taking care of the kids and he's always having to work. But he's like, well, if I don't work, you know, we're going to lose this fight against Shield. <laughs> they don't get enough money to take care of the kids, to hire a nanny. <laughs> so, like, you know, you get to see his life, his family life. And then you also get to see him and his coworkers hanging out. And you know, Hydra agents are always just kind of standing around with some guns. So you'd see the conversations he has with his buddies, and they're talking about you know sports tickets of some sort, uh, and and turns out he made it plans to go to some school function with another dad, mm-hmm. and the dad turns out to be a shield agent, yeah, and then the at work he get invite got invited to go to the sporting event, the Knicks game, the Knicks game, that's what it was, courtside, and uh, he says, well, I have to turn it down because I'm already going with a friend of mine, well then. I guess they had a mutual friend and the guy who had the tickets. So the guy who had the tickets offered to the shield agent, the shield agent was like, sure. So the shield agent called Hank and said, Oh, I can't go. Something came up. So then when Hank goes to the friend and says, Hey, I can go now. He's like, Oh, I already gave those tickets to this guy, which happened to be the first guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know if I explained that very well, but it was basically a triangle. And Hank is the one that ends up getting screwed. Basically the shield
0: guy <laughs> punked Hank to go out with the other Hydra guy. And then Hank found out and until he wanted to go back with him. And, That's pretty damn funny.
1: In the end, it didn't even matter because his friend ended up dying before he got to use the tickets. Yeah,
0: (laughs) freaking, uh, who was it? It was Nick
1: Fury. (laughs) Yeah, Nick Fury, twice in the issue, uh, crawled through a duct, came in, kicked the guys in the head the same way, just beat the crap out of a bunch of Hydra agents and kept on running.
0: Yeah, he's like, I wonder if I get those tickets still. (laughs) (laughs) It's only a one-shot?
1: Oh, it's a, it's a one-shot, but it's a hilarious one-shot. It's one of the best ones to come out of the Secret Wars event. So,
0: Ah, man, if they would just continue on with this story, it would be great. I think it would be funny. Someone would pick it up.
1: I'd pick it up. I could definitely see this being an ongoing. I would love to see more like normal world kind of stuff going on in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. DC's kind of explored that a little more recently, and I know they're going to do some more going forward, especially like with the TV series they're planning. Uh, we're powerless. You heard about that? No. Uh, it's basically people that work in an office building set in the DC universe, like in the heart of a place where a bunch of superhero battles happen. Nice. And they have to deal with all the fallout and the constant like delays with traffic and shit like that. And I'm sure it's going to be really funny. I'm sure that's very similar to what this is. I would love to see more behind the scenes kind of stuff at Marvel.
0: Yeah, I think so. That'd be pretty fun. I think it'd be really funny. Oh,
1: That's our pick of the week. That it is. <laughs> so now it's time to shill a little bit. Shill. We haven't done this in a while.
0: Okay. Who's shilling? <laughs>
1: Uh, if you like the show and you want to support us, go visit our sponsor, which is tweakedaudio.com. You can buy any of their headphones they have. They have seven different styles and seven different colors. And use promo code COMICAL to get one-third off the cost, plus free shipping anywhere worldwide. You can get that wood in your ear. That's right. They I have said that in a while. I <laughs> have, have one that's wood style, which is uh, Miguel's favorite because he loves putting wood in his body. Whoa. <laughs> but anyhow, they're amazing headphones. They have really good quality, great sound. Uh, they have flat cable design that prevents tangling. Mm-hmm. Just all around awesome. Uh, go there, use promo code COMICAL, support the show.
0: Yeah, they have a great customer service, too. Like I told the story before, I'll say it again. Had an issue, one of them broke. It's within seconds, they got me another pair, well, you know, as quickly as they could. Seconds? Well, you know so, what I mean. What are what, they,
1: teleported to you? What they, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, they got, it, they got them to me pretty quickly. They were in the mail, and I got them two days later. And that's pretty damn quick.
1: Yeah, good customer service. Just all around a great company, so... Support us and go buy some kick-ass headphones. That's right. Uh, Also, alternatively, if you don't want to buy headphones or you already bought some headphones, you can buy some comical merchandise. You can go to cafepress.com slash comicalpodcast where we have everything ranging from shirts to mouse pads to car stickers to magnets to dog shirts. So (laughs) you can go there and buy something with our logo on it, and that helps support the show as well.
0: Uh Uh-huh. I need some money. (laughs) Hey, man, how about just donating directly to us?
1: That is also an option. You can always just go to PayPal and send us money directly to comicalpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're not trying to be beggars here, but the show is kind of expensive. We're paying a lot of fees and server costs and whatnot. And if you guys can help us out, we really appreciate it. You know, even if it's only like a couple bucks, it, it goes a long way. All right. Well, let's move on to uh, everybody's favorite segment. And uh, Miguel was not here last week, so it is definitely Miguel's turn. <laughs> you son of a gun. Miguel, why don't you tell me a funny story?
0: Do, 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 do. There you go. <laughs> Doing my joke. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I don't
1: know if I have a funny story. <laughs> you, never, you always say that. You always say, my life is tragedy. I don't have any funny stories. Tell me a funny story, bitch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Aww>, bitch.
0: <laughs> okay, fine. So I just got back from that trip I had to take. And uh, that evening, the boy and myself, we decided we wanted to watch Hard Knock, so we had to record on the DVR. Granted, we should probably just went to bed because we were exhausted. The wife went off to go do something with her. The older boy went to go do something. And I think they went to sleep. So myself and Brad were laying down on the couches watching it. And the blind dog that we had was loose. You know, we let him out. So he was happy eating food and walking around and whatnot. Well, I believe somewhere in the middle of the night, we fell asleep. Or during my, we fell asleep on the couches. And someone turned the TV off. Someone turned everything out. But no one put the dog up. Apparently, the dog was still out. But it was underneath the table. So no one knew the dog was out. hmm so, you know, that's fine. We go to bed. Get up in the morning, and of course, I didn't come into work that next day. Uh, the wife had to go, and the dog needed to go to the bathroom. So I got up. I was like, okay, because he was whining. So I, mean, I got up.
1: Did you say the wife had to go and the dog had to go? No, <laughs> no, no. Well,
0: the wife was up because I could hear her yelling at the other dog in her bedroom.
1: Oh, well, you mean you took her to the bathroom too? <laughs> no, no,
0: no. She had, the other dog was in there. He just had an accident. So I heard her, so I got up to go help. And then at the same time, I said, well, let me, take, let me take Bones out real quick, and I'll come back and get him. So I took Bones out, and I went out with him, and I came back in. Well, the lights were still off, and then I, I had my flip flops on, and I let the dog go. So, oh, I was going to put him in his crate, but he got loose from me, and so I lost my flop. I don't know how I lost my one flip flop, so I fell behind me. So I'm like, "Okay, here it is." I was like, what the hell is this? Brayden, pick your freaking socks up. So I, I grabbed something and I threw it back down. I was like what? I'm reaching down, my eyes are not even open. I mean, my eyes are actually literally closed too. And I'm like, "Oh, where is it at? Oh, another sock. Come on." Well, by then the wife had already came into the living room and turned the light on, and I looked down like, "Oh, come on, man!" I'm grabbing dog bombs. With my bare hands. Apparently, the blind dog, because he was out all night, took a crap in the house. And he dropped about five dog bombs. Thank God they were hard and not soft. Well, they were soft, but they weren't like liquid. Soft
1: enough you thought they were socks?
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Yeah, they were circular. So I was like, this is some shit. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, oh. Of course, the wife laughed at me because I grabbed dog bombs. Like, what the hell? Bones? Jesus. I told her, I thought you put him up. She goes, I, I guess I fell asleep. I don't even know who turned off the TV to this day still. says uh, <laughs> so I put him in his crate real quick so I could take the other dogs out. But I'm like, oh, my God. So when I went to go grab the other dog, the wife got rid of the dog bombs for me. But I didn't want to touch. I went out to take the other dog. And. Force a habit, you always touch your face. You know, you do it, you scratch your eyes. And I had my hand, of, oh, Jesus, almost touched my eye with my hand. I was like, oh no. I <laughs> switched it to the other thing and wiped my eyes real quick. Oh, man, that would have been terrible. I mean, I I'd have like dog shit on my hands, but but the smell, the stink, was the, on my finger. And that's how I smelt it before I. You didn't wash your hands
1: before you went back out? <sighs> no,
0: nah, I was the dog had to go, man. The Come dog, on, man.
1: You can't be that lazy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, the dog had to go bad. You don't understand. I got six dogs. You know this. Yeah. And the dogs were screaming and crying. And the other one already had a, had an accident. So he had to go out immediately. So I ran one out real quick and started running the other one back in. I wasn't going to wake up Braden. They had to go to school. So I ran out the other dog real quick. I didn't even wash my hands until I got finished taking them all out. Oh, man. And I came so close to almost touching my face several times. But uh like you
1: don't have pink eye. <laughs> Shit <I>. brown <laughs> eye Brown I eye I already got brown
0: eyes Thank you very much <laughs> But yeah so uh, I grabbed dog bombs that morning I was like You dirty bastard It was funny Because it was like I, when wasn't when, funny to me When I did it When I looked down I'm like "This like Like strategically placed I, I kid you not The bones The bones The bombs were strategically placed On the rug
1: are you sure it was the dog? Are you sure it wasn't just Cameron fucking with you?
0: <laughs> it would be Cameron. You going to take cat bombs and take him out there for me? No, I mean his own shit. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. These were dog bombs. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that hasn't happened in a long time. The dogs usually don't. They don't. They're very well trained. But apparently, since he was loose, he looks. Yeah, he has no eyes, but he looks back at us. Because he knows where we're sitting at when he wants to go outside, so he probably did that last night. And obviously, he can't tell it's dark and we're sleeping, yeah. so you know he had to go. So that was my funny story. I come back from from my trip and I grab dog bombs the next morning. I shit all over the hands.
1: <laughs> Sounds pretty typical for you. <laughs>
0: uh, I could tell you. I could add another story to that about some road rage. Sure. So anyway, I don't know how funny this one is, but anyway, so uh, I'm in New York. You know, we had to take that trip. We know we drove all the way. Anyway, people in New York drive a little crazy sometimes. You know, people in Texas drive crazy. But you know, so I'm extra cautious when I'm driving up there. So I come up to a light and I'm going to turn right. But you know, the cars are going through. And just a few minutes before that, I saw a car blast through the light. It's like, okay, yeah, you are going to be careful. So I go up there, and of course, it has the uh, two lanes that are turning. and It has the blinker, the little light, the arrow pointing to the right. I see it real quick, and it's like yellow. But I'm looking out. And before I pull out, I'm looking. Well, I'm, I swear to you, maybe a couple seconds, the dude behind me like honks his horn like. Hey! Like what the hell? So I, I look and I take off. So now I go and he's like still behind us. I'm like what? He's like really in a hurry and he like gets over into the lane to turn left. Like he's gonna try to like say something to me, or whatever, because I'm only going to speed him. I'm not even speeding up either. I'm just going until the guy's behind us. Like he's like, I don't know what's wrong with him. So he's gonna turn left, but then he quickly got behind us again because like, I guess he wanted to say something. So he's behind us again. Like he just horn again. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with this dude? So he tries to speed up to catch me. Traffic stops him again, so he can't catch me. So I go through a couple of lights. Dude, I go down this road. I'm going to say a couple of miles because I'm going to find a comic book store. So I go down. <laughs> this dumbass is still following me. And he finally catches up to me because he comes on the right side. I'm driving. The wife is on the right hand side. My niece is behind her. And Brayden, the baby boy, is on the left hand side. And the guy's like, Anita had her window up too. And everybody else's windows were down. And the guy comes out. He has his window on. Hey, you had the green arrow, you dummy. And without even a quick chance for me to say anything, the wife just went on one of those New York tirades. It was bleep, 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 bleep. You effing bleep, 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 bleep this, eff, you bought That dude freaked out. Didn't expect that to come from her. He tried to. And my wife gave him the 11s multiple times. <laughs> uh And then. He tried to give her the 11 while rolling his window up and almost cut his hand off. It's funny because he had his hand sticking out. He, he, you know, obviously electric windows. So he tried to stick his hand out, trying to like, like, we're going to shoot his arm off or something. He's like trying to stick his hand in and out real quick in a hurry and try to take off. And I'm like, and I, I still, when we drove by and he turned a U turn in the church and my wife was still shooting fingers at him. And I just, and I'm driving down the road and I'm like, yeah, and they were worried I was going to say something. <laughs> but the funny part was, is this jackass went down maybe three miles down the road. And he was in a hurry to turn. So he had a hurry to get somewhere. And then he had to chase me down there to yell me, you had a green arrow dummy, and to turn around and go back to where he wanted to go.
1: Well, to be fair, I know you've done the same thing to people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> I know you followed people that were out of your way just to give them the 11s or say something to them just because they're driving like idiots. I know you better than
0: that. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. If it. If they're on my way to my destination, then yes. If they're going out of my, then no. I'm not going to go off behind somebody like that unless unless it's serious, unless you really like try to hurt me or run me off the road or something. Then I'm going to then it's on.
1: What do you consider serious? Like a glaring look?
0: No, serious is you hit me or you try to hurt me with a car wreck or something. Then I'm going to go get you and I'm going to call my cop friends as I'm behind you and I'm going to trail you the whole way because people around here, well, you know, people are stupid. You get shot, man, for nothing. Yeah. As you saw the news here recently.
1: People are crazy.
0: I mean, it's ridiculous. But anyway, yeah, so that happened in New York. And I was like, what the hell is going on with these people? <laughs> and I was like, you were in such a hurry. So that was funny. The whole trip up and back was no problem. Had no problem with traffic at all. No problem with anybody. Um, just that. That was funny to me. And I was cracking up. And my, my niece and Brayden were just dying laughing back in the car. Because no one expected that to come from Anita. It was great. It was great. I was like, you people just don't know. Y'all think she's the nicest person in the world, but she can drop some bombs. She's a nice she's a very, very nice person. I'm not gonna say that.
1: Same kind of bombs the dog drops? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. You know she listened to this. She's gonna get
0: on you for that one. <laughs>
1: he said it not me. <laughs> Maybe she's the one that, that laid those traps for you. <laughs> she did not lay those traps. Everybody was
0: like she didn't everybody was too exhausted to do that. That would be a funny joke, but everybody was too exhausted to drop the bombs on There's them.
1: There's a shit. There's a shit on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a shit? <laughs> I
0: couldn't see it, dude. It's freaking dark as hell in the house. I didn't turn on the lights. Usually turn on a light or a TV. This time I was just like, I was literally walking like a freaking zombie. I was half asleep when I took him out. He may have done his business. He may have not. I don't even know outside, to be honest with you. (laughs) Well, there you go. So, poops in the hands and cars honking. Fair enough. And no, I don't chase everybody. Jesus.
1: Not everybody, but it's it's happened before. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever.
0: (laughs) I plead the fifth.
1: Uh Uh-huh. I know you better than that.
0: (laughs) I'm a good driver.
1: Well... While you were gone, or not really while you were gone, but since the last time we had a show. Since you've been gone. <laughs> <laughs> like that gone? Uh, something pretty spectacular happened. What? I got to meet my hero. Oh, oh, okay. I know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I saw that. That's pretty freaking cool. Uh, for those of you who don't already follow me on Facebook or Twitter, uh, Kevin Smith came to town, and he was doing a show at the Houston Improv, which we already had tickets for on Thursday night. And, uh It sold out, so in order to appease his fans, he did a second show on Wednesday night. That's freaking cool. He came a day early and did two shows, Uh, but luckily for us, uh, he knows somebody in town. There's a guy who works at Pop Culture Comic Company, which is our new comic shop. Oh, yeah. uh, He's one of the Wonder Brothers, uh, the guys who do artwork for a lot of the Smodco shows. They've done stuff for Tell Steve Dave. They've done stuff for Smodcast. They've done stuff for uh, Kevin, just in general turns out a few weeks ago uh, Kevin was doing a live broadcast and he needed some artwork to put up behind him uh, for this video show so he reached out to the Wonder Brothers and said hey will you guys do some artwork for us and they said yes so they sent it to him real quick he said thank you if you ever need anything let me know like I said one of them works at pop culture so he used that connection and said hey uh, would you ever consider coming to our shop and doing a signing since you're going to be in town and luckily for all of us that happened to make it there Kevin Smith said yes which I can't even explain what a rare thing that is. You know, he never does shop signings. He, he does big, big conventions. He'll be there for that kind of stuff. But he doesn't always do signings of those. Uh, for that intimate setting that we got, it, it's so, so rare. But anyways, it was a really incredible experience. Uh, I went there with Carrie. We got there probably about an hour before they started letting people in. We were pretty early in the line. They let us in uh, with the first group. Walked up to him. I got to shake his hand. We started talking about podcasting. I told him about this show. He was like, hey, that's really cool, man. He asked me how many episodes I'd done. You know, I gave him my card. And he said, hey, cool. I'll check it out. Uh, just he was, I mean, even if he doesn't, it was still super cool of him to say that. Uh, it was just an incredible experience. You know, He was so so down to earth. He was really interested in what I was saying. He was just a lot of fun to talk to, even if it was only for like three minutes. Uh, I got a couple pictures with him. Carrie got a couple pictures with him. And then we did some together for Adventures in Geekery, which is our video show we do just such a magnificent experience uh, there's not a lot of people in the world that I look up to or that I really admire you know I'm very blase about a lot of stuff Blah what? <laughs> blase <laughs> <laughs> you know I meet all these celebrities we do interviews with or writers or artists or comedians or whatever and it's cool to meet them but I'm never nervous about it I'm never like oh this person's gonna be you know somebody that I'm super fan of that it's gonna be really weird for really hard for me to talk to him I only really experience that twice in my life uh, before Kevin Smith. Nice. <laughs> the first one was Wayne Static when I was younger, much younger. And we actually ran into him early before a show happened. Mm-hmm. And it was so intimidating to talk to him because I was such a fan. Brian Johnson, when I first met him, that was very intimidating initially. And his response was not the best the first time. Yeah. You know, he's, hes I guess he was just having a bad morning. But the second time, he made up for it. And he was very pleasant and very easy to talk to and excited to do the shows with this and stuff. So my opinion of him has not changed at all. But Kevin, I was very nervous about. And not because I thought he might you know, ruin my idea of him or something. You know, the the way that Brian almost did. (laughs) (laughs) But he lived up to my expectations. He was just as energetic and enthusiastic and awesome of a person as I expected him to be. You know, they always say don't meet your heroes because you're going to be disappointed. But I've met three of mine, and two and a half (laughs) out of three is pretty good.
0: (laughs) Well, let's see here. I was extremely jelly when I saw the stuff. I was like, oh, you lucky son of a gun. But, you know, I had to do some stuff anyway. Uh, that's great that he was really cool. I mean, just like you, I, I like him a lot. Um, we got to meet Jay. Yeah, we and, met Jay, and that was really cool. And he was—I
1: wasn't even intimidated to meet Jay. He was—he was extremely laid back and easygoing about everything.
0: It was the conversations we had with him, and how he was like me and him. We like hit it off talking about TV and stuff like that. That was really cool. I can only imagine how you felt to meet Kevin. It was—I mean, it's like when I met—we met Lou Ferrigno. Mm-hmm. I was in awe, and I was just just shaking because I was like meeting a real hero. And yeah, he was a great guy too. So that's really awesome. We got to meet Kevin. I've Hopefully, we, we get the opportunity one day to meet him. Me, I get a chance to meet him, or we get to meet him together, or, or maybe yeah, lo- it's lucky too bad. To, It's
1: too bad you couldn't come along.
0: Yeah, maybe we'll get lucky enough to podcast with him. You know, and meeting like guys like Mike and Ming too. I mean, that was great. Uh, and meeting Brian Johnson, like you said, the first time we met him was kind of rough. But yeah. and when we went back, you know, the day had already gone through. He was more. He was. He was his cool self. Yeah. And that was cool. And we understand. We, I mean, we, you know, we didn't bash him. We get it. We understand. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, everybody has off mornings or whatever. And it's not like he was rude to us or anything. He was just kind of off-putting.
0: Well, yeah, you know, and he's a bigger, way bigger celebrity than anything we've ever met. So, you know, we understand how popular he is and how that can be irritating with people being, you know, asses at times. So yeah. we get it. We understand. But that's cool. I'm glad you got to meet your hero. That's freaking awesome.
1: Yeah. And the show, too. If you, haven't, if you get a chance to go and watch one of Kevin's uh, Evening with Kevin Smith things, go. <laughs> just go. Heather has always liked Kevin Smith's movies. I mean, she's seen everything. Mall Clerks, Dogma, whatever, all of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's never really watched any of the Evening with Kevin Smith movies. She never watched any of the stand-up stuff, um, which it's not really even stand-up. It's really Q&As. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're so interesting and so different than anything you typically see. Because people come up and ask him questions, and he answers them. But usually, you know, in a three-and-a-half-hour period, which that's how long the show was, three-and-a-half hours – he answers like four to five questions <laughs> because he goes on these extremely long diatribes and gives you so much detail and so much information that nobody else has about, you know, why things worked out the way they did for him or why he's made decisions he's made. And it's just a really good insight into the man and why he makes the choices he does. Um, this time, actually, the show we went to, he only answered two questions, which <laughs> was just he went three and a half hours on two questions, which is just really funny. Wow. Um, But he's not only incredibly funny and incredibly talented and has amazing stories to tell. He might be the best storyteller alive, honestly, in my opinion. But he's also incredibly motivational, which is something you don't get from a lot of other people. You read any of his books and it'll just inspire the hell out of you. Like every time I read tough shit, uh, life advice from a fat guy who did good, (laughs) (laughs) It, it just motivates me and pushes me to do the best I can at whatever I'm pursuing at that time. You know, I read that book at least once a year. Do you tell him he's the reason why you podcast? Yeah. I told him he's definitely one of the reasons I started podcasting. And he, he said, Oh, thanks, man. He, he was just so cool. Yeah, um, I
0: remember you telling me that real quick, that one time, how he got excited when you mentioned podcasting.
1: <laughs> his eyes lit up. I mean, yeah, they really did. Like, he was, he was enthusiastic with everybody. I mean, everybody that talked to him, he, he took his time. He got to know him. He shook their hands. He took pictures. He, you know, he signed as many things as you brought him. There was no fee, it was all for free. It's just an experience that you will never, ever get anywhere else. And that's
0: why he has such loyal fans. Yes. Like you and myself. That's why people matriculate to him. Hey, how you like that? <laughs> because of stuff like that. That's the person. That's a good guy. That's the kind of guy you want to talk to, the kind of guy you want to hang out with, and the kind of guy you'll support with whatever he
1: does. I will say that most of his fans looked the same, though. That was something that became painfully <laughs> obvious while we were standing outside of the improv waiting to go in. Fat and bearded. Uh, because <laughs> <laughs> the comedian that was on before Kevin uh, was Godfrey, who's a guy who does like VH1 specials and stuff like that. I mean, he's a comedian in his own right. But when his show let out, all these people came out, and they were all dressed to the nines. You know, they had dressed up for a nice evening at the comedy club, whatever. And uh, he came outside with a bunch of them, was standing around taking pictures, and they were all just very well put together. But if you turn around and look at the crowd for the Kevin Smith show... <laughs> Every single one of them was just some fugly bearded dude. <laughs> there was a lot of guys that looked like me and a lot of girls that were just there. I mean, you know, with their husbands or, or boyfriends or brothers or whatever it was. You know, none of the girls looked bad probably, but all the guys were fat bearded dudes. <laughs> Definitely different demographics. Wait man, I'm not fat and bearded. Uh, you look like it right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a few days since you shaved, huh? Touche. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways... Kevin Smith's probably the biggest person on my list. The one person that I wanted to meet. He's, he's my hero for a lot of reasons. I mean, I love his films. I love his directorial style. I love his books. Uh, if you've never read a Kevin Smith book, read it. It'll change your life. It'll inspire you and motivate you to change your circumstances, pursue things you never thought you would have the courage to pursue. Because he's really just a guy who has no talent, has no skills. You know, he's, he's not somebody that went to college for anything. He doesn't have the technical training to do any of the stuff that he wants to do he's just a guy who had a dream and put everything he had in making that dream happen and bet on himself and it all worked out you know not to say that it'll all work out for everybody but it did for him and he's never looked back he's just been going forward ever since and now he's still doing things he's still taking risks that are things he wants to do I mean look at Tusk like Tusk was not a commercially successful movie by any stretch of the imagination but something he really wanted to do and he made it happen despite the money yeah so, he's definitely just an inspirational figure and somebody that really means a lot to me. So, it was just a great week.
0: <laughs> yeah, and now that shrine back there makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's cool, man. That's good stuff. I don't even know if I have any more heroes I really want to meet. No? I don't know. I was just thinking about that right now. I mean, you talked about your heroes. I mean, Lou Ferrigno was, I mean, just because he was a Hulk to me, Um I don't know if I really have someone who I really—I have to really sit there and think about that—who is the real hero right now that I want to really, really, really want to meet—and um, I don't know.
1: I mean, there's not a lot for me. There never has been. I've never really been motivated or inspired by a lot of people, but uh, Kevin and Brian are definitely two of them.
0: I mean, there's a lot of people now that we deal and we talk to that I'd love to meet. I mean, we've talked to them on on the you know on this thing here on Skype or whatever.
1: No, oh, we've met a lot of really awesome people. I'm not, I'm not saying anything about anybody because every person we've had on the show has been so fun to talk to and I would love to meet all of them in person.
0: Yeah, I like to hang out with some of them. I really, I really do. I mean, some of these guys... But,
1: you know, no offense, Gabo, but you're not my hero. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd love to meet you and hang out with you for a weekend, but, you know, I, nothing you do, you know, is, is life-changing for me. I love your artwork, but it's not life-changing, you know?
0: He's going to find you and stab you.
1: <laughs> I just picked a name out of the either. <laughs> I know.
0: You could have gone with Michael Martin or something. Come on now.
1: <laughs> Mike's, Mike's a little bit of a hero.
0: <laughs> no, you know. If, okay. Steve Orlando. There you go.
1: I love Steve. Steve's that, an awesome dude.
0: He has to be in my top echelon of people that I need to physically meet and just hang out with. And I will probably be speechless.
1: Uh, I don't think you'd be speechless I, th- I think with somebody like Steve We've gotten to know him really well already So when we meet it's just going to be like connecting with an old friend I don't think it's going to be weird at all Somebody like Kevin who you never think you'd get the opportunity to talk to And then you finally do That's a, that's a completely different thing That's meeting your hero Somebody like Steve or Michael Martin or Gabo, People we really like that we had on the show That we got to know already You meet them in real life It's just like reconnecting with an old friend It's completely different
0: I got it Christopher Lambert That's all I need to meet the Highlander? That's right. Lord Raiden. <laughs> okay. Well, that's cool. I mean, how have we met all the Mortal Kombat guys? <laughs> you, me, and Steve all meet those guys. They're freaking amazing. <laughs> now I don't really know. I'm, I was a big Christopher Laverick kind of guy yeah, back in the day. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't really know who a hero is. I don't have a hero. <laughs> I'm such a loser. <laughs> I need a hero. <laughs> yeah, I need something, man. Jeez. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll focus on that. and Next episode, I'll have some heroes listed that I need to meet. Okay. That sounds good. I mean, you got to meet Stan Lee, too, and I didn't. That really kind of hurt me a little deep there.
1: Uh, it's It's been a real crazy ride doing this podcast. I mean, in the two years we've been doing this... Yeah, go ahead and say, I'm a loser. You're not, <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, like, all these people that I never expected I would have the opportunity to meet, I've gotten to. I mean, uh, and people that I really did consider and really do consider heroes, I've, I've gotten to meet, too, which is just mind-blowing to me. Without this podcast, I never would have met Brian Johnson. I never would have met Kevin Smith. I never would have met Stan Lee. You know? And... It, it just wouldn't have happened. Cause I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have pursued those things. I would have just been like every other schmuck that goes to a Comic-Con, buys some stuff, looks at everybody, and then leaves. But since I'm there with an agenda every time now, I get the opportunities to meet these people. And it's it's so cool. If you're out there and you're listening and you you're thinking about doing a podcast or you're thinking about doing any kind of thing like this, starting a blog or whatever, do it. Do it. Absolutely do it. It'll change your life. You'll meet all kinds of people you never thought you would meet.
0: And we're kind of nice guys. We'll be glad to to join up with you every once in a while. Sure. <laughs> we always do the crossovers.
1: Yeah, reach out to us. Whatever. We'll help you out where we can.
0: Exactly. Look at you. Stop smoozing.
1: <laughs> so I guess that wasn't really a typical segment. I guess we just kind of talked about some shit that's been going no, that's, on. No, that was
0: pretty cool. I mean, it was something that was pretty good. You got to meet a hero, and you got to tell the people about what it means to you. And, and that's what got you started. I mean, it's more about who you are, yeah. is, which is what we do here. Damn it. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Well, you know what else we do? What? Giveaways. All right. What? What so, did we give away?
0: A hard time? Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're giving away Joe's popsicles. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, you still got those damn things? What the hell?
1: No, we're giving away. Well, we're giving away an opportunity. That's really what we're giving away. Uh, our friends over at Pete's basement have two three-day passes to New York Comic Con, which is something we'd love to go to, but it's just not in the cards for us this year. Oh, hang on, man. I quit. <laughs> Why would you quit? I'm waiting for the... What you quit, I you do. quit our job so you can go? Is that what you're saying? No, I quit this so I can try to win. Oh, (laughs) it doesn't work that way. Damn it. Uh, so anyways, they're doing a comic book podcast scavenger hunt. Yeah. So us along with, I think seven other podcasts are presenting a trivia question to our listeners. And then all you have to do is go to Pete's basement.com slash NYCC underscore giveaway and fill in the answer on the entry form. Uh, if you get the answer to the question, right, then it'll get you five entries to win the tickets. Uh, on the forum, you'll see links to all of the other podcasts that are participating, so you can go and listen to those shows and get those questions as well. Click the links, listen to each podcast, and uh, every single one you answer right is going to be five entries to win. Uh, the contest is going to end on September 17th. There's no purchase necessary, and uh, all the terms and conditions are available over at peetsbasement.com. Oh, okay. So, our question, for those of you who are interested in participating, dun, dun, dun. is... What was the title of the very first episode of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe? Oh, crap. What some DVDs? <laughs> and that's actually something you can find just by Googling or looking on Wikipedia. <laughs> but I thought it was a good uh, question to use since we're such He-Man fans, and I know Pete's Basement are He-Man fans as well. Yeah. So, you probably know this one too, don't you? I did. I actually knew this one right off the top of my head. <laughs> 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 that's why I thought it was a good question. Wow. So, Go and uh, go and listen to some other shows, and uh, hopefully somebody out there that listens to this will win tickets to New York Comic Con. I'll be right back. Not you. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Just think, if we make
0: it to New York. City Comic Con one year, and we get to hang out with these guys. We get to hang out with Steve. Who else is out there in New York do we know?
1: Everybody. Everybody we've ever, ever interviewed is probably going to be at New York Comic Con. is so. Taylor
0: Esposito up there? And all?
1: Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure everybody we've ever talked to is going to be at New York Comic Con. So it'll be it'll be a lot of fun the year we finally do get to make it up there. Oh, man. <laughs> Are they going to come spit in our face? I hated your show. <laughs> <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if any of them would do that, but.
0: We'll see. they can act like they don't know us. Oh, it's those comical podcast guys. Look away.
1: Steve, Steve won't acknowledge you unless you put the horse head on. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what will happen.
0: No. You have to go wearing a beast man mask. I have to wear the merman so he can yell at us. <laughs> I'm going to record that.
1: <laughs> but anyways, that's it for the giveaway. All righty. So go check that out, guys. Okay. Uh, let's move on to this week's comics, movie, and TV news. Although there is no movie news, so it's just comics and TV. No movie news. No movie news this week.
0: Man, straight out of Compton's about to win the box office again for three weeks in a row. There's some movie news for you. Boom! That just yeah, that, happened. That
1: has nothing to do with superheroes or, or comic books. So
0: Rap's not a... No? R- r-
1: not straight out of comics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what do you want first, comics or TV?
0: Give me some comics, man, because I did some
1: good news there. Okay. Uh, so Secret Wars has been extended to nine issues. Son of a... <laughs> They're trying to break me, man! They're no, trying to break me. No, it's not about that. No? Uh, there's more story to tell. They they couldn't fit everything that Jonathan Hickman wanted to fit into eight issues. So they decided to shrink down those last two just a little bit. They're like four pages less than they were before. And do a ninth issue.
0: Oh, yeah. Here. Here's another $5. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Hell no. This is going to be a big, thick one. so Here's $7. Good Lord. It could be. I, I don't know what the price is going to be yet, but there is going to be nine issues of Secret Wars. So... And the crazy thing is that it's going to end in December when all new Marvel, whatever that's going to be, is starting in October. So all the new books are starting in October. We're going to kind of find out what the aftermath of Secret Wars is before we actually find out how Secret Wars ended.
0: That's just crazy, man. That's crazy, <laughs> Doc.
1: It's not the best way to handle it. And I, I know it's happened before with Marvel where they've ended whatever major crossover after people already kind of assumed or realized what the ending was going to be. But Secret Wars has been really good so far, so I'm not... I'm not complaining. Well, that does it. I'm just going to stop buying all Secret
0: Wars stuff in October and just start over new. Who the, <laughs> the hell needs to know? How? I already know what's going on. I don't need to know how it ends. <laughs> no, because apparently we got the New World. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Tell me some people aren't going to think that way.
1: Some people might, but not me.
0: Well, you know, I can't do that. I'm too OCD yeah, about that I, shit. I'm
1: going to figure out what the hell happens. Maybe that's what they're counting on the OCDness of uh, comic collectors. So, what's going to
0: happen is I'm going to pick up all the shit in October and not read it till December.
1: Oh, that's, that's gonna <laughs> I don't believe that either. No, that's not happening because I just paid $5 for a book. Good Lord. Yeah, you're going to read it right then and there. I know you. Uh-huh. And
0: <laughs> <I'd> be pissed.
1: <laughs> all right, let's see what's next. Uh, Marvel announced a second Guardians team-up book, which is going to be called Guardians of Infinity. It's going to include all of the Guardians from the past and the present, as well as a new team called the Guardians 1000. And it's going to be written by Dan Abnett and, Carlo Bar- and drawn by Carlo Barberi. Hey! So it's a good team yeah. behind it. Uh, it's going to be the guardian 3000, the original guardians. It's going to be the current guardians, you know, the star Lord era. Uh-huh. Uh, and they're all going to be one massive guardians team. i gonna pick that up. I'm actually glad that Carlo's doing that. Up. That's That's cool. I am too. I really like Carlo's art style. Yeah. So.
0: When we met him and he's such a cool guy and I really like him even more. So I'm glad he's doing
1: it. That's really, yeah, I'm gonna pick that up. Yeah, me too. Uh, let's see. There's a new event that's starting this year called local comic shop day. It's LCSD. it's, It's not like a disease. It's being brought to everybody by Comics Pro. But anyways, the first local comic shop day is going to be on November 28th, which coincides with Small Business Saturday. And basically, comics publishers are going to hopefully be interacting with Comics Pro to provide special variants and special comics that only come out on this day that are only available exclusively on this day to people that shop at small retailers. November 28th. And the very first company that's being a part of this is Oni Press. Hey! So there's going to be like a Rick and Morty variant and, oh, and an right. Invader Zim variant, and uh, possibly even something like Kaiju Max. I could see them doing. Oh! Uh, so they're going to have exclusives that are only available at smaller shops on this day, November like our 28th. shop. Yes, like our shop.
0: Sweet. Yes.
1: So that's pretty cool. I think that's a really good initiative to take.
0: November the 28th. Yes. November the 28th.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's to kick off the uh, the Christmas buying seasons right after Thanksgiving. And uh, it's just to kind of help stores, smaller stores, get a bump in their sales before that crucial time. The day, so it's Black Friday. It's, it's after Black Friday, but yeah. No,
0: Thanksgiving is the 27th, brother. So the 28th is Black Friday.
1: Thanksgiving is the 26th.
0: Is it the 26th this year?
1: Friday is the 27th. Okay, I didn't Saturday's know. the 28th. Okay,
0: my bad. Okay, I wasn't so too sure. It's Black guessing. Saturday. Black Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be Fat Saturday because everybody's going to be too fat to walk around. Waddle, waddle.
1: <laughs> do you have the new <laughs> Invader's M variant <laughs> ah move the way for my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's a really cool thing I mean this gives us one more like celebratory comic book day aside from new comic book day and, and free comic book day now we have local comic shop day which so the
0: fact that my dumb ass ain't gonna sleep on Black Friday because I'll be out with the wife yeah and then I gotta turn around and come back out with you on Saturday yeah good lord both both of us Yeah, am I gonna sleep
1: <laughs> no That's up to you man <laughs> S- Sleep is for losers sleep,
0: no sleep. <laughs> Hashtag no sleeping podcast That's right <laughs> <laughs> That's cool though Oh man and it's, it's, What's great is Only press as you know They hang out with us yeah. And our guys Our friends over Do Kaijo Max And do uh, Rick and Morty I'm You know Xander and uh, Zach Yeah That's freaking awesome
1: It's pretty cool It's pretty cool So uh, Definitely looking forward to that uh, Next is Marvel has announced That they're doing A set of variants In October Based on cosplay so a lot of uh, prominent cosplayers are going to be doing variants as the characters from the sh- from whatever book they're going to be featured on. So, like, I think Yaya Han's doing like Spider Gwen or something. She'll dress up as Spider Gwen and then be on the front cover of the book as a variant. I think it's kind of a cool initiative.
0: So it has to be the big name one. So I'm assuming uh, Doom Kitty is probably going to have one. Probably and
1: probably Anna Mia.
0: I mean, you don't think Marie Doll's big enough?
1: I don't know. I, they they probably have a list up there by now of who's do- who's participating. Uh, but I actually didn't look at the list. That's pretty cool, though. Actually, I mean, I mean,
0: it's a way to get guys to get their freaks on because you know, <laughs> you know, Ivy Doom Kitty has a large
1: following. Yeah, you thought I was going somewhere else with that. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I, thought, I thought the Spider Gwen that you were afraid of was going to get. One. Oh yeah, I was afraid of that too. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention that. I left that I was looking for the
0: card to show it to. Is this one going to be? No
1: that's uh, George's favorite. Yeah. George it, loves spider Gwen. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what, what we're talking about. Go back and listen to this, this year's uh, live show episode. <laughs> yeah, George
0: may hate metal, but he loves spider Gwen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's kind of cool. I think that's a good way to get some publicity for these cosplayers and, and to help, you know, boost sales for those books too. Cause people from both worlds might come out and buy books.
0: Well, you know, we've had the pleasure of talking to some of ours who, you know, uh, like Marie Dahl, and I can't think of their name right now. J.D. and JB
1: Cosplay and uh, Maria Belaposa.
0: Yeah, thank you. Oh, my God. Sorry. But they make their own stuff, dude. They seriously bust their butt and, you know.
1: Well, all yeah. of them do. I mean, I think most cosplayers really spend their time building their own stuff. You know.
0: I mean, I'm friends with a bunch of them, and then they post the pictures, you know, working on this, working on that. You know, props to them, man. That, that's not easy. And they, they lead normal lives, too. So they go to school, and they do all this other stuff, and they take the time to do this, and they go out to the... To the cons, and you know, you got little kids taking pictures and guys and whatnot, you know, props to them, and I think this is really cool for them, I really do.
1: Yeah, I think it is too. Pretty neat. And that's it for comics. So moving on to TV, uh, Fear the Walking Dead. I didn't see it. DBR didn't record it. Son of a gun, I'm hoping you can get it for me. I have it. All right. Uh, It set a record. Really? With 10.1 million viewers for its debut week. Uh, It was the highest watched TV series premiere in history.
0: Are you freaking serious? I'm completely serious. Oh my God. Uh, I watched it. Uh Uh-huh. What'd you think?
1: I I really liked it, actually. It was slow. It was very slow. Um, The characters are not, you know, super interesting or anything. Like, one of them, the main character is a junkie. Oh, wow. He wakes up in, like, a crack house, and that's when when he first realizes something's wrong, and he can't tell whether he's suffering the effects of the drugs or whether, like, zombies are real and eating people. (laughs) (laughs) And he runs into traffic and gets hit by a car and then wakes up in the hospital, and then you meet his whole family, who's the rest of the main cast of characters. Okay. Um, And he's... You know, he's trying to not tell anybody what he saw because he doesn't want people to think he's crazy. So it's very slow. It's a slow burn kind of story, but I thought it was really good. It's a mini series. It's only going to be six episodes for the first season. Oh, okay. And this is all about what it was like while the zombie apocalypse was unfolding. Um, I liked it, like I said. Uh, I, I felt like the first episode was better than most of the Walking Dead episodes. You know, I'm not a huge fan of the main series, but
0: pretty good you know what'd be cool it's like if they've done these little episodes you get like glimpses of like t-dog or something in the background you know what they what they went through on their way as they're running away that'd be freaking awesome i
1: would love to see that some of the supporting characters that have died yeah up in this or something because
0: you know t-dog needs some love i'm just saying <laughs> irony single thing, we got your back bro
1: that's right irony we love you man we love you too <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you should check it out uh i thought it was better than the, the standard walking dead series you know I have not been a big fan of that series since the very beginning. They've deviated too much from the comics, and my expectations are always going to compare that show to the comics, which are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The comics are great. The TV series is like average at best. It always like kind of irritates me when people love it so much because it's really not that good compared to the books. This, however, is not based on the books. This is a completely new story set in its own universe, well, set in the same universe, but right. uh, it's it's something new with new characters, and I like it. I really like it. So... I'm looking forward to more of it. I'm way more excited for more of this than I am for the actual Walking Dead to come back. <laughs> uh, but I may be alone in that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's a couple more casting announcements for TV. Okay. Uh, the first one is for Flash, and it's Violet Bean has been cast as Jesse Quick.
0: I think I... I don't know who that is.
1: Uh, I'm not really familiar with her either, but uh, Jesse Quick is a girl who gets caught up in a fight between uh, Flash and Reverse Flash, and then ends up getting powers. So... Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Luke Cage series is cast its villain. It's going to be Alfrey Woodard, and she's been cast as Black Mariah. So it's a character I don't, don't know a lot about, female villain from Luke Cage's early days, in like the 70s. Uh, I've, I've seen her before. I've read a couple of stories with her, but I'm not terribly familiar with her. So Luke
0: Cage is going to take in the 70s period, like disco period type stuff?
1: I think it's probably going to have... Foot in that era and a foot in this era.
0: Luke Cage going to be having the fro?
1: I think we're going to see like young Luke Cage and like current time Luke Cage. They're, yeah. they're going to have to do both so that they can make the defenders work because yeah. he's going to have to have something to do with Daredevil and all that stuff too, which takes place in modern time. Yeah. But also, Luke Cage's history is so important and so, you know, rooted in the 70s that I imagine we're probably going to see both. Got to hang up with the fist too, man. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll be seeing. Iron Fist at some point, too. Yeah, I know you're probably happy about that. I I do. I am. I really like that. But then, you
0: know, Deadpool runs in the loot cage, too.
1: Well, I mean, the Heroes for Hire stuff was still kind of... It's much further down the line than the origin story and that kind of thing. And it's not really something we have to explore. I think they're really focusing more on the Defenders storyline stuff. So we'll just wait and see what that's going to be like. But I think it's pretty cool. Uh, And the other casting announcement, which is the one that I'm actually really excited about, is that Matt Willig has been cast as Lash. And Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know the guy. Uh, he's a, a pro wrestler who's turned actor. He's, he's a big guy. If you saw him, you'd recognize him. Um,
0: I don't know the name. Oh, wait a
1: minute. Ah, uh, crap. I know who this is. He was a villain. He looks like a villain. Uh, I, I don't know his wrestler name, though. It's Edge. Maybe. That sounds right. It's, Ed, it's
0: Adam Copeland. This is his real name, I thought?
1: No, his real name <laughs> <laughs> is Matt Willing. <laughs> but anyways, Lash. Nice. That's, that's the exciting part. Yeah. Uh, you've been reading Inhumanity and you've been reading Inhumans, which I've been picking up since the beginning. Mm-hmm. That guy, the last, the leader of the uh, secular group of, of Inhumans yeah. that wants to overthrow Medusa and Black Bolt and, and take, take them back to what their roots were, that guy is going to be in the group. And he is a badass. Yeah, he is. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him because he's got a crazy power set and it's going to be really entertaining to watch it unfold on uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I want to see... I want to see him do some crazy shit. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. I still
0: haven't finished the last season.
1: <laughs> you need to catch up, man. And that's it for uh, this week's news. There's not a whole lot. Yeah, I know, man. Wow. Uh, so I just want to remind everybody to subscribe to the show. You can find us on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or YouTube or pretty much anywhere where podcasts exist. Yay! <laughs> uh, also, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Comical Podcast.
0: I'm at Comical Podcast too.
1: Those are also our Instagram handles. Yes. And uh, that's pretty much it, man. You want to close this out since you weren't here last week?
0: I'd like to take the time to thank all the people. And uh, <laughs> this is Bob Ross. <laughs> little,
1: little tree here. Swish, swish. <laughs> I got your little tree right here. Whoa!
0: <laughs> Put that back in your pants. <laughs> well, everybody, thank you for all the kind words I got over the last couple of days. And keep on laughing, bitches.